1: we have got to react to the news of the Houston Rockets agreeing to sign Fred Van Vliet, veteran point guard, championship point guard with the Toronto Raptors. We understood Fred Van Vliet to be, if not the number one free agent target, certainly among them, uh, or among the top. And I think it's it's safe to say that this was their number one free agent target, knowing what we know now. But it's a three-year deal worth $130 million. Fred Van Vliet, you gotta assume, is The point guard of the moment for the houston rockets uh we've talked about this quite a bit the possibility of it happened now we have the reality of it happening uh here with adam spillane man we were on i guess as this as the wheels were turning a little bit doing a show with kprc2 a live draft show and then not too long after that we finally get the dudes what's your immediate reaction to fred van vliet becoming a rocket
0: it's it, it's a big day. Like it, it, they needed, they needed this. They needed to make this happen. Um, like you said, I, I don't know if he was their the, the number one target on their list, but he should have been. And it's a position of need. Uh, they fill a they fill a huge position of need. Uh, with this, and he is a guy who we've talked about. They need a point guard. They need an adult in the room. He checks both of those boxes. Um, obviously, this, there's some sticker shock with this, and I think that. Everything you heard was that they were just going to do two years, but obviously it became apparent that they were going to need to go to three. And that's what happens in free agency. Sometimes you have to overpay. That's how this works, but who cares? You know, you get a player that's going to help you right away you want to be better next year. I don't you know I don't know if this is going to make them good, but it's going to make them better, and that's what this is about. This is about winning games and putting your young players in a position to play basketball games that actually matter in the spring, and this helps get them there. Does it put them over the top? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see, but you just have to live with it, and it, and it, it's not like he's going to be 34, 35 years old in the final year of this deal. He'll be, what, 31, 32 like, that's not that's not a big deal. You'll be OK. So uh, I get the sticker shock with it. But that's the cost of doing business in free agency when you're touting your cap space. You have to use the cap space at some point, And it means you're going to wind up overpaying for people.
1: Yeah. Just to speak on the sticker shock point, I think that it's just important to keep in mind. And this is one thing I've been trying to impress upon people who have reacted to the news and who I've interacted with so far on social media. You just got to understand, and and you tell me if I say anything wrong here, but the way that I've understood it, the way I've looked at it, and especially since we've talked about it over the last however many weeks we've been talking about free agency, the Rockets had money to spend. They needed to make the team better. By doing this, they they are spending money and making the team better. And with the free agent market, it just dictated, with it not being the strongest free agent market that you've ever seen in your life, and even particularly a point guard, but just in general, the market dictated that some guys were going to get overpaid and that some teams, if they were serious about getting better, which we believe the Rockets to be, they were going to have to pay. They were going to have to overpay for some of those guys that were clearly going to be overpaid. This was a this was sort of a, a, a market thing, something that the market dictated, I think, more so than just, oh, is is Fred Van Vliet in a vacuum worth $43 million a year or anything like that? Like, that's not, that's not really the question. Like the answer is yes, because that's what the market dictated. But are you serious about getting better? And are you serious about using this money that you have to do so? And the answer, I think, by by this signing is objectively and unequivocally, yes.
0: 100%. It's as simple as that. And in a vacuum, he is not a hundred and, you know, he's not a 42, $43 million player, you know, whatever the AAV turns out to be. Who cares? Again, it it does not matter. You are, you, you look at the market that was out there. He is probably, I don't think, I mean, you tell me if this is wrong of all the free agents who are under 30 years old, he's probably the best one that was on the market. I mean, you look at the top guys on the market, it's Harden, who was going to be 34 in August. It's Kyrie Irving, who's going to be, who's I think, 30, 31 years old at this point. And then you get to Van Vliet, who's 29. So not only do you get one of the best guys on the market, you get the best guy who's under 30 on the market. So that matters. So he's still in the prime of his career at this point. And again, he fills a position of need that's a, been a huge, huge weakness for them the last three years. His point guard—you take care of that. You have a guy who the rest of your guards and really the rest of your team can learn from. He's won at a high level. He was a big part of a championship team just four years ago. Uh, he was more of a—he was, you know, he he won a championship essentially as a reserve back then. But he's only gotten better as his role has expanded in Toronto, and he's become an all-star. So. You just signed a twenty nine year old All-Star who has won a championship in his career to a team that has won 59 games over the last three seasons. Take it. Take take that advancement. Take take the uh take the addition of talent and be happy with it because it's going to make you a better basketball team moving forward. And being a better basketball team next year is only going to help the 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds that you already have on your roster.
1: Yeah, Adam, and he had a – I mean, he averaged a season high seven – I think it was 7.2 assists per game last year. That was, or I should no a season turnovers. high. turnovers. A, a career I, – I said season high. I meant to say a career high of 7.2 assists a, a game last year. You mentioned the turnover. He's not a turnover machine. Um, the three-point shooting was down a little bit last year, but he's a career 37% three-point shooter. You mentioned him being an all-star. He's averaged almost just under 20 points, so nineteen, a little over 19 points a game over the last three years. And then think about it. You talked about the, the point guard fit. He's a natural point guard, an experienced point guard, and a winning point guard, which I think has to account for something. Like, you're such a desperate need for that, and you're addressing that. That has to count for something. Like, even if you just put the money aside, if you're a Rockets fan, you should be ecstatic about bringing somebody in like that. But then, on, on you know, on top of it, You know, the 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 fact of, you know, we talk about the Rockets not shooting the ball well or having a point guard. Let's just spell it out, Adam. They were last in both categories, okay, in the NBA last year in both three point shooting percentage and assists per game. You have a guy who is a decent three point shooter and average seven point two assists per game and is is an actual point guard, not just his assists. But can help you orchestrate and organize your offense. So, so to me, that's the upside of it. That's a part I think people are forgetting. They're just looking at Fred Van Vliet and oh, you know, who cares if you made an All Star? He's not a superstar. Why'd you pay that guy hundred plus million dollars? That's beside the point. And you said this already. Who cares? Not just who cares. Even if you do care, it's beside the point. Care, but try to care less, I would say, and try not to see the forest for the tree. That's what I feel like this is, is getting caught up in in the quote-unquote overpay for Fred Van Vliet, especially if you've got the Rockets' best interest at heart. Getting caught up with the overpay for Fred Van Vliet, to me, is seeing the forest for the trees, or not seeing the forest for the trees.
0: And they have to spend the money because, you know, there's a salary floor in the league. So you have to spend that money eventually, and you can try and break that money up if you want, but, you know, Whatever. So, so you have to pay a guy for an extra year, again, 45 million, a $45 million contract for the last year of that, of that deal, when he'll be 31 entering training camp is going to look a whole lot, you know, 45 million today and 45 million in two years, is going to be completely different in the NBA with the way that the cap just continues to go up. So the cap will go up next year. The cap will go up the year after that. So the 45 million won't be the same. It, this to me, it is an absolute no brainer to make this kind of a deal he can play on the ball. You talked about the three-point shooting. He can play off the ball. He has been in big games. Um, when Toronto won the uh, the finals in 2019, Kawhi Leonard was obviously finals MVP. He was not a unanimous winner for finals MVP in 2019. Fred Van Vliet got a vote. And Fred Van Vliet in the finals against Golden State, 32 minutes coming off the bench. He shot 40% from three. He's averaging 14 points. Like He was terrific in the biggest games of his career um so i i don't really get why people would be like, if it's just about the last year who again who cares about the last year there are ways if they that to me that 45 million in the last year is a pretty tradable contract yeah because,
1: I, I i wanted you to get into that's the next yeah. thing i was exactly going to ask you about so I- explain why you said that on twitter you got some reaction to it but we sort of explain why that is um
0: it's it's let, let's say they want to try and make some sort of a trade, a big trade to add somebody. And they want to use some of the picks that they've already, you know, that some of their future picks having that $45 million contract, it, it's a nice little nugget to have because you had to try and make the money work. So you can use that in order to make a trade and a $45 million expiring contract is not the hardest thing to get off of, especially when the guy is 31 and he can still play like, this isn't a guy who's going to be 35 and just on the downside of his career, he'll be 31 looking for one more contract. So he'll still be motivated to play at, a, at an incredibly high level. So I, I think it's a contract that ages well uh, moving forward. Uh, I, I think as a team, if you're the Rockets, you hope that he can kind of get you through these next two years. And then once you get into year three, uh, if Amen Thompson is ready to take over that point guard position, then you can play Van Vliet off the ball a little bit more if you want to keep him, or you can look to move him to another team and try and fill another hole on, on your roster. And again, the hope is that at 31, he'll still be a very good player in this league. And there's no reason to think that he won't age well because of just some of the skills that he possesses. He's not a guy who is making his money based on size or athleticism or anything like that. He has traits that are going to age pretty well, I think, in today's league.
1: Yeah, man, I don't get being weary on a below the rim we're talking about a below the rim skilled basketball player who as we've mentioned already can just overall help you raise your floor uh and that's that's really i think the goal is to be or is to find floor raisers that's the important part of this season and and this phase if you will of the rockets rebuild and as they move on so uh so yeah i i am (laughs) i i think that this is a good deal for the rockets and like the uh, back to your point of like who cares? Who cares if he gets 45 million dollars in the last year or whatever it is? It's not like, your money.
0: It's not yeah, my it's, money, it's not yours. And, who cares?
1: and and it's not gonna hurt them. Like the only way to care if you wanted to care is if it was gonna hurt the team in some kind of way, in some sort of significant way of team building. This was money they had to spend. You know what I mean? Like it's not like they went and, and, and put this on a credit card and the bill's gonna be due and all of this other kind of stuff. No, they they've got this money. They've, they've literally got this money to spend now that last year is going to be tricky because it'll be extension time, right? Like, won't that be extension time for Jalen Green and Alper and Shingun? Yes. But, but then that's when you make, you can make those decisions two years from now. Like, what you want to know is under a sensible, organized structure with actual winning basketball players what can Jalen Green and Alpern Chagoon give you in years three and four? That's the question that you're going to try to find out in these first two years of the Fred Van Vliet deal. And by that, thir- by the time that third year of the Fred Van Vliet deal comes about, you should have a reasonable sense for what you've got, both in your young guys and in Fred Van Vliet. Like, like to me, that's a, that's a decision that you can look at and that can be made further down the road. And as you painted it out or as you pointed out, That's a tradable contract. How many times have we already seen this with teams getting off bad contracts, unloading, unloading salary, you know, just to make just to kind of make the numbers work for what you know, for whatever the other team needed like it's not like we haven't seen this and he and he would be an even better
0: candidate for it as a younger player. And if you have to give up a pick in order to get off the contract, then you have to give up a pick in order to get off the contract. It's not the end of the world. The Lakers got off Russell Westbrook and they traded a an un- they they traded a protected first round pick. And if it doesn't convey, poof, it's you know, it, it's over. So it's not the biggest risk in the world. And here's the other aspect of it: the Rockets weren't gonna have cap space in all likelihood in two years, anyways. Because what Jalen Green could have, and the same thing with Shingoon, they could wind up having outstanding years next year. And so what happens? You sign those guys to extensions the year before their rookie contracts are up. So that cap space at that point is gone. There is a very good chance that Jalen Green gets his rookie extension after his third year. So there goes the cap space right there. So that's why the ca- you can't just like r- keep rolling over cap space. So um, not having the flexibility after the second year In all likelihood, they weren't going to have any flexibility, anyways. And once you're over the cap, especially for the situation that they're in, once you're over the cap, you're not getting back under it for a long, long time. So, if anything, I would almost rather have Van Vliet under contract for that third year, where you could use that contract to in a trade for somebody else than just not have him on your books, if that makes sense. Because if he, you know, if he's a free agent in two years, um, and that money's off your books, it it still doesn't, in in all likelihood, you're not going to have enough space in order to sign another Max guy to replace him. Because in all likelihood, Jalen Green will have already gotten his rookie extension and there goes the cap space and they're going to sign, you know, they're going to sign. So you have, you just have to strike when you can. And the other aspect of this is we we've been talking about point guard for them for months, it seems and the point guards that were left or the point guards that are available right now, the best options are D'Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, and um, Io DeSumo. Okay? Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I would much rather have Fred Van Vliet. I don't care what the contract is. Fred Van Vliet is going to help you win games more than those other more than the other four guys that I just mentioned. So to me, this whole thing is a no-brainer and the, the complaining about it is just kind of bizarre. I, I don't I don't know. When you have the 60-something million in cap space, you're not going to get a whole lot of value to get the t- the guys that you're actually targeting. That's just not how this works. And if especially when you are trying to get this guy away from another team. And it was pretty clear Toronto was willing to go a certain route in order to try and keep him. Well, if you're going to take him away from Toronto, you have to go over the top. That's just how the market works.